it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,648. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm very revved up and excited to share with you today a guest calling in from Kansas City, smack dab in the middle of this great country of ours, Steve Garrett. Steve, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am ready, Mark. Let's do it. All right, we'll have some fun. Listen, before I give you a proper introduction, though, I want to ask you this. What's one little thing that most people don't know about you? Well... I flew with the U.S. Navy Blue Angels Flight Performance Team. I'm a big naval aviation fanatic, and I got a media hop, because being a radio person, I got a media hop three days before my daughter was born. Oh, my gosh. How lucky is that? Man. I know. (laughs) Very blessed, Mark. Very blessed. Okay, so I have to ask the question, did you pass out? I did not. Ah, good for you. (laughs) Awesome. I know. I actually... I actually got to fly an F.A. 18 Hornet, oh. full stick and throttle in the back seat. It was the thrill of a lifetime. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no kidding. Those guys are just incredible. I mean, incredible talents, incredible people. All those guys just are amaze me. Uh, any pilots amaze me. I might think their neighbor's a pilot, so he'll love to hear that. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> to, to fly the way they do and what they do and to go around and represent the country. Wow. How fortunate. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing. No doubt. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to dive into some questions here. Steve Garrett is a radio disc jockey. That's why he sounds so good. I'm quite jealous. In Kansas City, Missouri, on the number one radio station in Kansas City, the classic rock station, KCFX 101, The Fox. He's been on the radio for 43 years. He's also the public address announcer for the Kansas City Mavericks of the ECHL and has been the only voice of hockey in Kansas City for the last 30 years. Amazing. Steve is the president of his local Corvette club and a media contributor at the largest Corvette enthusiast website, CorvetteForum.com. He's also the MC and DJ at Corvette Fun Fest that takes place annually at Mid-America Motorworks. This year, Steve launched Corvette Today, a weekly podcast that's about, wait for it, you guessed it, Corvettes. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Steve, but first a word from our very valued sponsors. Please give them a listen, give them a little business, give them a little love. They're the ones that bring the show to you every day. Sit tight, keep the seatbelt on. We're talking Corvettes today. Did you know Covercraft offers you much, much more than car covers, floor mats, seat covers, and trunk liners? When you visit Covercraft.com, you'll find Cologne Custom Bras, Labra Front End Covers, and Hood Protectors that protect your vehicle's front end while on a road trip. No more rock chips or hours removing nasty bug jerky from your grill and your paint. You'll find vehicle seatback organizers that keep everything in check, perfect for those kids in the back seat. Spidey Gear Webs that keeps cargo that's in your truck bed safely in place. Seat heaters, cargo bars, pro nets, rooftop carriers, 
bumper frames, bump steps, pet ramps, pet travel barriers to keep Fido in the back seat, tire covers, Carhartt backpacks, cooler bags, tote bags, tool bags, and zippered tote bags to keep everything secure. And don't forget their dash mat dashboard covers that shield the sun's damaging UV rays. Covercraft offers you an incredible list of solutions for your favorite rides. They're easy to install, easy to remove pet protection pads, are easy to wash too, and protect your floors and seats from Fido's damaging claws and messy fur and air. And here's something special from me here at Cars Yeah. If you use the code Yeah120 at checkout at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off on me. Covercraft.com. Go there and use the code Y-E-A-H-120 at checkout for that 10% discount. Covercraft, they've got you covered. When it was time to renew my last policy for my collector car, my carrier's rates went up. They went way up. But my usage was the same and I never had made a claim. No tickets, nothing. What's with that? American Collectors Insurance, that's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? I was too. So I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, am I glad I did. I'm saving hundreds of dollars. I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provide me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a history of taking care of their clients. What could be better than that? Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. So what do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 podiums, multiple Daytona wins, and a win at Le Mans? Well, if you're a racer and the Racers Group team owner, Kevin Buckler, you found Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, all wrapped in a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today, I'm going to talk about the 24. This wine earned 91 plus points from Robert Parker's Wine Advocate. It's a dark, spicy, and velvety blend with ripe blue and black fruits and very smooth tannins. The label features a three-dimensional full metal chronograph in a bright gold finish that pays homage to the Daytona Rolex winners received at Le Mans. The Racing Series is a fantastic gift for the ultimate enthusiast in your life. And I've got a deal for you today. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word, all in caps, when you're at the adoberoadwinery.com checkout, you get $10 off any purchase of wines from the racing series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly right at your door. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout to get $10 off your purchase of the racing series today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series. Go to Adobe Road Wines today and use the code CARSYA at checkout. Cheers! As we continue on your journey, Steve, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking here on CARSYA. So, Steve, I know you love to drive. Grab the wheel. Well, I think probably the most inspirational quote 
or something that I live by, Mark, is something from an F-14 fighter squadron from the United States Navy. It says, excellence, our standard, perfection, our goal. I love that. I really identified that with that. And with Corvette Today, the podcast, I really strive for excellence and perfection with every podcast. I had a solid game plan going into it, and being a radio disc jockey, I decided to make Corvette Today structured just like a radio show. I edit a podcast to make it flow well, so I take out all the long pauses and all the ums and the ahs. I try to make it very easy to listen to, so there's no what I call listener fatigue. You know, it's it's a phrase I came up with, but, you know, with so many podcasts I used to listen to, there were so many things that really turned me off about the podcast. And after listening to a few of them, you know, after a couple minutes, I was out. You know, it's like (laughs) I was kind of bored, and there was no flow, there was no continuity, but as a matter of fact... Cars Yeah was a great positive example of what I call an outstanding podcast, Mark. I mean, it's well-produced. It flows well. It's enjoyable to listen to. So that excellence, our standard, perfection, our goal thing is what I try to bring to every Corvette Today podcast. Well, I appreciate that. You had a huge, huge advantage jumping into this. For me, I had never done anything like this. I mean, being in radio, you guys produce excellent shows. You know how to do it. You've become a great speaker. That's why I love having radio talk show people on this show. I I don't have to edit anything almost because you guys know how to do it. I'm still practicing on those ums and errs and getting rid of all those things. But I really appreciate that. And I think you're right. You know, podcasting has become very popular in the last six and a half years I've been doing it. And there's a lot of podcasters out there. And and even the big names, you listen to them, and I kind of roll my eyes sometimes going, seriously, you didn't take that out? But maybe their target audience is different than ours. I like to say ours might be a little more sophisticated, uh, a little more talented, and maybe more discerning. So uh, there you go. Well, let's talk more about your career and what you're doing. But also, of course, we're going to dive into this Corvette Today podcast. What made you decide to jump into this coming from the radio world? And also, let's start with this question, the pandemic. It's something we really can't avoid. How has that affected you in this uh, first year of being a podcaster? The podcast, really, during the pandemic, Mark, it was a good thing and a bad thing. It was a great time to start a project like this, this podcast, the Corvette Today podcast, but it was a terrible time to monetize it. All the advertisers that I've targeted that are you know, aftermarket Corvette people, they say, Steve, we love the podcast, but we haven't been doing the normal amount of business that we have because of the pandemic. So they said, after we get back to some sense of normalcy, let's talk more about being an advertiser or a sponsor on Corvette today. So I'm holding them. I'm going to hold them to it. Well, (laughs) you know, this is, yeah, uh, I feel your pain, buddy. This year started to be probably my best year ever in all the different ways that I've scaled this podcast. And then the wheels fell off the Corvette and the Corvette went into the wall and and everything, you know, started burning. And now we're, you know, burning. I'm up here in the Pacific Northwest and we're dealing now with massive smog problems from the horrible fires. Uh, You just keep thinking every week what could go more crazy. But let me ask you this, because you came from... The radio industry, and I look at you guys uh, up on a nice pedestal because you know what you're doing. I mean, you've been a voice, quote unquote, for so long. But what caused you to start a podcast? Interesting. My wife said, honey, why don't you go and sell Corvettes? You know so much about them. (laughs) Yeah. 
and, and I said, well, you know, if I do that, I couldn't be on the radio mm-hmm. and I couldn't do the, the hockey games that I do the public address announcing for. And I didn't want those hours. You know, they worked six days a week, 10 to 12 hours a day. Yeah. So actually, my daughter said, why don't you start a podcast? And I started researching it and looking at everything. And there was no podcast specifically dedicated to Corvette. There's a lot of emails. There's a lot of YouTubers, Mm -hmm. but nothing specifically dedicated to Corvette. I said, my whole, that's my fill. And I'm going to do that. So I started in mid-April of this year, 2020, and things have been going great. I've got lots of listeners. We have a Corvette Today podcast Facebook group with over 1,100 listeners. There is a Corvette Today website, which is corvettetodaypodcast.com. There is a place where anybody can sign up to get email notifications and updates about the podcast at corvettetoday.ck.page. So I think I've got all the right elements in place. I also put it on my personal Facebook page, Twitter page. Instagram page. So every time a new podcast comes out, everybody hopefully knows about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds like you got this figured out. But again, coming from your industry, you had a nice advantage of understanding how that all works. I find it kind of funny. Your daughter suggested this. My son suggested the idea of podcasting to me. I didn't know what a podcast was. I didn't li- ever listen to one. But of course, in the last right. six, seven years, they've really become prolific. And you see now very famous people, even some people with TV shows that all have podcasts, all the newscasters uh, around the country and media have their own podcasts. I mean, TV actors have their own podcasts. It's really come into its prime. And I, I'm shocked that there wasn't a Corvette podcast because you think about all the U.S. cars, Corvette and Mustang probably are the two that have the biggest loyal following of uh, just crazy people that love those cars, right? I agree. And I was really surprised myself, Mark. I couldn't believe it, but there was nothing on podcast based on Corvette. There used to be one for mechanically oriented things on Corvette, but nothing like what I do. What I do is actually the podcast is on the big four. It's on Spotify, iHeartMedia, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm also on Anchor FM, Breaker, Outcast, Pocket Cast, uh, Public Radio, and a lot more. But I format each Corvette Today podcast just like a radio show. There's three segments to it. And like yours, I edit it down so it's flowing, it sounds good, it's smooth and everything. And I, I think really it's it's gone pretty well so far. Hopefully we'll just keep going with it. And I've had some great guests, as a matter of fact. I've had Harlan Charles. Harlan is the Corvette product manager, so he's the face of the brand. Wow. I've also had Derek Moore, who's the curator of the National Corvette Museum. Oh, yeah. Also, Jim Merrow, the Corvette test driver, has been on the podcast. Also, Rick Malone. Rick is the lead driver at the Corvette Performance Driving School at Spring Mountain in Pahrump, Nevada. Also, I've had Adam Patali from Adam's Polishes on the podcast Adams Polishes is the official car care product line for Corvette and lots more. I also have starting on this week a gentleman named Jan Hyde. Jan has a website called the Registry of Corvette Race Cars. So he's been on. We've had a lot of great guests and we also have podcasts every other week that have news and headlines. So everybody can get the latest update on what's going on with Corvette every other week on Corvette Today. 
Well, it sounds like you got this very, very dialed in and you did something very important that I learned when I started my podcast and that was niche down. Don't try to be a generalist because there are plenty of generalists out there, uh, especially let's say in the business sector or the health sector. And you just niche down and from there you can just expand it and push it out from there. So you're doing everything right. Uh, Really proud of what you're doing. And I'll make sure I put links to every way to connect with them. If you're a Corvette fan, it'll be on Steve Garrett's show notes page on the Cars website. Now, I always ask my guests to share a big challenge or a big failure they face in their life. And I do this for one reason. It's not so much to drum up maybe a not so happy part of your past. It's more about sharing that experience. And what was that learning lesson? So those listening who might be going through something similar see that there is a light at the end of that tunnel. So tell us about your experience and how that helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your life and your career and your business and maybe even your podcast. Well, early on, before I really got into cars and, and you know, automotive things, I was in charge. I was the publisher of a magazine. It was a monthly publication. It was a North American publication called Radio Magazine. And I was the publisher and sales guy. And I actually took that publication from six issues a year every other month to 14 issues per year. So we grew in revenue from $250,000 a year to $1.5 million per year. It was just a lot of diligence. I I grabbed the magazine and publication from our competitor and I called every single ad in that magazine and tried to get them to advertise in Radio Magazine. Mm -hmm. And through consistency and perseverance and calling back when I told them I would call back, we grew that publication again from six publications a year to 14 publications per year. Wow. Well, having worked in the catalog industry, we were putting at a time out 17, 18 books a year. I know how much work that is. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a lot of work uh, to print. And of course, uh, the magazine industry has been hit so hard of late uh, the last couple of years, and we seem to keep seeing them vanish and then new ones pop up. And I think they're trying to reinvent themselves as well. So would you say that your key to that challenge of growing that was, again, you mentioned persistence? Yes. Consistency, persistence, reliability, and being honest. I think the most important thing is developing a is developing a rapport with the person you're working with. And if there's trust there, then you can really write your own ticket. If you're honest and trustworthy and forthcoming, and they can trust you with Anything, yep. they'll buy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you hit the nail on the head here, and it's the, it's the thing with podcasting or anything in life is you have to be consistent and persistent and build relationships with people, especially those folks that you're asking them to part with their hard-earned dollar to entrust in you to be a spokesperson and somebody for their brand. So kudos to you for building that. That uh, is not an easy thing to do. We're going to take a short break and thank our sponsors again here. And we come back, I want to dive into this personal passion that you have, Steve, for cars, specifically Corvettes, because it sounds like you kind of like those a little bit. So keep the seatbelts on and we'll be right back. Let's step away from the conversation to talk about our charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians 
and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through automotive-related events, car shows, and drives. Among those nonprofits is RPM Foundation, a terrific organization working to keep our favorite collector cars on the road. RPM was created to ensure that the specialized skills needed to care for classic automobiles, boats, and motorcycles continue to be passed down from generation to generation. They do this by supporting training for young people with a passion for restoration and setting them up with mentors who can share their valuable knowledge. So far, they've awarded more than $3.5 million to restoration education projects across 35 states. Incredible! To learn more about RPM or to donate to their mission, visit www.rpm.foundation. You'll be glad you did. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two, or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Cars Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH. And you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right. $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars Yow for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, A Couple's Humorous Journey Through the Confusing World of Finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. All right, we are back. Would you share a story with me, Steve, that instigated this passion that you have for, let's say, Corvettes? Tell us about that pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were a bit of a Corvette guy. Well, I remember seeing as a young boy, Mark, that 1963 split window Corvette. It was so cool. Oh, my gosh. It was different. It really made me sit up and take notice of Corvettes in general. But I really didn't get into modifying cars and taking good care of them until about 20 years ago, I would think. Mm -hmm. That's when I really could afford a nice car, which is actually still my daily driver. It's a 2007 Acura TL Type S. 
It's the third generation. It's a timeless body style and body type. I've heavily modified the Type S. Also, I'm an administrator on the largest Acura enthusiast website in the world, which is called AcuraZine.com. So when I got the <laughs> C7 Corvette, I like that. AcuraZine, <laughs> yes. So when I got the C7 Corvette, I started obviously heavily modifying that too. I actually call my Corvette the Carbon Fiber Edition Stingray. Everything that was black metallic or plastic on that car has now been replaced with carbon fiber. I'm a carbon fiber fanatic, <laughs> cool. and everything is carbon fiber inside outside, and even in the engine bay. Oh my gosh. Wow. You are a fanatic. Well, nothing like yes. carbon fiber. I mean, it looks so cool. It's I got weight advantage, of course, and it just works really well. And cars these days, so many of them have so many plastic bits and parts, even really nice cars. And you kind of look at it and go, okay, there's an opportunity for somebody that, to make a replacement for that that looks way, way better. Well, let's go back in time and talk about your first really special vehicle, that first vehicle in your life that had great meaning, and maybe share a memory or two you have about that ride. My very first car was a 1960 white four-door Cadillac. It was my grandparents' car. It had been sitting in their garage for about five years, so I brought life back into the car and revived it. I drove it all through high school, Mark. It was the largest commercial Corvette, or Corvette. It yeah. was the largest commercial. <laughs> car, yeah. Yeah, see, you have so a, much Corvette in your mind, Steve. It just, it never, I know. It just it's, leaks it's, out every once in a while. It's running through my blood. It's yeah. awful. Yeah. No, it's fine. But, it's cool. But, but anyway, it was the largest commercial Cadillac that was ever built. And boy, everybody knew when Steve Garrett was coming down the street, you couldn't miss that Cadillac. And it took five minutes or so to get the whole thing around the corner. But boy, what a, ter <laughs> what, what a terrific car. It was all electric. It actually had the electronic eye. So that was the thing on the dash yep. that measured how much light or darkness was in the street. And it turned on your brights automatically. Wow. You know... I'm trying to envision a young kid driving a 1960 Cadillac. If you came up to pick up my daughter in that car, I'd take one look at the back seat and say, nope, you're not going out with that young man. Um, that's incredible. I mean, you must have, I'm imagining the, the car parking lot back in the day, and that car probably stuck out another car's length in the back. Oh, yeah. That, those are, oh, how yeah. long are those? Are they like 18 feet long or something like that? I thought it was about 27 feet. 27 I don't feet. Know. <laughs> Air, aircraft. Now, you know, you think about, you mentioned Patali. He's, uh, Adam's been a guest here on the, the show. I've known him for a long time. And uh, yeah, car care. I'm trying to imagine how many days did it take you to wax that 60 caddy? Oh my gosh. It took a long time. I mean, that was an all day event, washing that car and cleaning it up. Yeah. It was just crazy. But you know, I've always taken good care of my cars. If you get into my car today, it looks like it did when it rolled off the showroom floor. Yeah. I don't leave junk laying around. So I've always taken good care of my cars, but it took that Acura TL Type S to get me into going the upper road. Mm -hmm. I remember saying to those guys, look, now I've got a nice car. What do you suggest using? And they said, back then, this was in 2008, they said, Zeno, Zeno, I remember Zeno, Zeno product. Oh yeah. I remember oh that. my, they're, they're still around, but now everything has really moved and zoomed yep. into that upper flight level when it comes to car care products, you know, like Grio's Garage, Adams Polishes. Adams is the official car care line for Corvette and Camaro. There you go. So, there's something out there for everybody, whether it's Mothers or Meguiar's or, or Adam's Polishes. 
Yeah, it's all over the place. I recently had uh, uh, Paul Schneider, who is the co-founder of Chemical Guys, another huge brand that's out there. Yes. And having worked uh, at Griot's for 20 plus years and helped build that whole brand, that whole car care industry, I learned so much about it, chemicals and how they work and so forth. And now the market seems to be just flooded with so many options. And people will ask me, well, what kind of car care should I use in my car? And I always say, talk to people who have a car like yours, because paint is different on different vehicles, even today, especially older cars. And then try things and see what works for you, because it really is a matter of your conditions, your environment. If you're in high humidity, high heat, dry, whatever it might be, different times of the year, I always say try different things and call these companies. Now they're so sophisticated in how they train you and help you learn and uh, show you and there's so many videos out there to learn how to work on cars so yeah the the world's your oyster when it comes to car care so steve i'm going to crawl into your head a little bit here and be your psychologist today i want to know okay. this if you woke up tomorrow and you were manifest as a vehicle not what you want to be because we'd all want to be something sexy and fast like a corvette or a ferrari or porsche or whatever this is more about how you perceive yourself as a vehicle what would steve garrett be and why I would be, Mark, I would be a Lamborghini Aventador SVJ. Okay. You know, during my, <laughs> during my teenage years, that white Lamborghini Countach poster, that was the one on my wall. That was my teenage poster for cars. And I love that wedge shape. I love those scissor doors. And, to, you know, to this day, Lamborghini is still my dream car. So I guess that's the car I would want to be. It's funny because my wife and I went to Italy on holiday about three years ago. And I said to her, look, if we go to Italy, we have to spend a day at Lamborghini. So we started in Rome. We went up to Florence in the wine area, the Tuscany area. Then we got over to Bolognese where Lamborghini is. And we spent a day in the Lamborghini factory and museum. And then we finished off in Venice. It was a terrific vacation especially because we went to Lamborghini. It was great. It's a great museum. Now, I have to ask you this because I've been there before. Did you notice the old first edition Countach, the Periscopo, that was sitting there? And I have to ask you this because I was there before three years ago. Was it still sitting there? And if it was, do you remember what color it was? It was there. It was green. Yep, still green. Okay, well, did they tell you anything about the color of that car? Did you get to talk to somebody about that car? No. Here's a little inside thing. When I was there, I got a private tour by a woman who walked us around, and we walked up to that car, and and we were talking about it. She said, Mark, let's open the back. I want you to notice a little chip in the paint. They said, ah, there's red underneath there. Why would you use red as a primer for green? And she said, ah, Ferocio Lamborghini did not do that. He actually built the first Countach, and it was red, and he took it to a show, and then he came back, and he wanted to take a car to another show, but he didn't want people to think there was only one, so they sprayed it green and took it to a second (laughs) show. Now, this was a little trick that even uh, Carroll Shelby did with his first Shelby. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the little insider secret on that green one. And I asked her, well, will you ever restore it back to the original red? And she said, we have great debates about that, but probably not because the green is part of the story of the history of the car. So I'm glad that they left it green. 
Absolutely. It was a great car. And they rotate those cars in and out. So I was lucky to see that Periscopo. It yes. was there. Yeah, yeah, fantastic car. All right, Steve, we're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off some questions. Have you give us some quick blips of that Lamborghini Aventador SVJ throttle? So here we go. Okay. What's one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your many successes in life? I think hard work, honesty, enthusiasm for what I do every day has really helped out. Even today on my radio show, everybody still says, Steve, you sound so up and so enthusiastic on the air. Yeah. And I've been doing it for 43 years, so I guess... you got it dialed in, buddy. you got, you got what right. we call seat time in racing. Yeah, you there got you it. Go. Well, you think about it in radio, podcasting, anytime that you're speaking in front of people, you want to be up, and especially this year. There's so much to be down about this year, and you want to be that voice of optimism and encouragement and excitement. And, you know, in the case of podcasting, for you, people who love Corvettes are coming to you for a little escape into their fantasy, into their passion, into the world of Corvettes. So, yeah, you've got it figured out for sure. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Oh, that would be an easy one for me, Mark. It would be Zora Arcus Duntoff. <laughs> yes. Many listeners might not know who Zora was, but Zora is recognized as the father of Corvette. He saved the Corvette from extinction maybe once or twice, but he was the one that really got Corvette into the racing industry. And he's the person that always wanted Corvette to have a mid-engine platform. So with this new C8 mid-engine that's out now, it's 60 years in the making. And I know Zora would be pretty proud. I'd like to talk to him about that over a cup of coffee. Oh, absolutely. And I have to ask you, have you had Peter Brock on your show? No, I would love to have Peter Brock on the show. I'll make an introduction. He's a good friend of mine. And of course, he was the guy that uh, did the first sketches for that first Stingray prototype design, which became the Corvette Stingray. He did a great book about it, wrote a whole book about it. His his uh, contribution is some, somewhat, until this book came out, been lost a little bit because Zor is kind of the guy everyone thinks of when they think Corvette. I'll make an introduction. You should have Peter on your show to talk about that way back when he was a young man working at General Motors. He's a great guest, a great person, and of course is known for BRE, uh, Brock Racing Enterprises, known for the Daytona Coupe, of course, um, known for uh, even hang gliding. Ask him about hang gliding. Uh, that's something wow. that most people don't know about him. Yeah, he designed hang glides, gliders that set world records for h highest height and longest flight. He's an incredible, incredible person, and of course... Uh, AeroVault trailers that he's designed that are cutting-edge trailers for uh, carrying your beloved Corvette around. So I'll introduce you to Peter. He'd be a great guest for you. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Now, um, when it comes to automotive advice, what's the best advice someone else has ever offered to you? I think the best automotive advice someone has ever offered to me is don't buy the first car you see. Yes. Even with Corvettes, yeah. you know, there's all, there's so many out there that you want to make sure you get exactly what you want and take the time to get exactly what you want. These cars are expensive, and they said don't buy the first car you walk up to. I always say the right car will come to you if you wait. Very true. And you research it. But many people get the red mist. My listeners know this. I have many friends who will call me and the first thing they'll say is, is the doctor in, which is code for, I'm about to buy a car, talk me out of it. And, <laughs> 
And we have a long talk about a car they were just dying to buy. And I, I guess I off, offer the right questions to help them really think about this. And as soon as the phone hangs up, their wife's call and say, did you talk him out of that car? <laughs> I have to walk a very thin line with my friends and their spouses because uh, I can get myself in trouble if I say the wrong thing to either of them, That's right? That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yes. Now, uh, Steve, is there a book out there that you'd like to share with our listeners that you've read you found very, very uh, enlightening? Yes. As a matter of fact, there is, Mark. I'm glad you asked that because I'm reading a, uh, a book called All Corvettes Are Red. And it caught my eye because my C7 Stingray, my carbon fiber edition Stingray, is towards red. Okay. It's the fastest color. But the basis of the book is really cool because it's back from the C5 era. And that was during the development of the C5 Corvette. There was an engineer that stood up in a meeting at General Motors and he said, damn it, all Corvettes are red. The others are just mistakes. <laughs> it sounds like a Ferrari owner, you know? Right. Uh, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, that's a great book. It's written by James Schefter, if my memory serves me well. And it's one of those, I love the title because it's just, it kind of tugs onto your heartstrings. But it's the same with Ferraris. It seems like so many people, it has to be Rosso Red if you buy a Ferrari. And I've kind of, I used to love, reds were my color. Porsche is my car of choice. I had lots of guards red Porsches, but I finally started to branching out. And now I really love the really unique colors, the paint to sample colors, the colors that are very different. And Corvettes, I think, kind of the same way. If you think about, let's say, the 63 split window, you don't see too many of those in silver, and they're stunning in silver. Absolutely right. Yeah, so uh, all Corvettes are red. I'll make sure I put a link to that book on Steve's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to CarsYow.com, type in Steve Garrett, two R's, two T's. He's extra special that way. And you'll find his page right there. <laughs> and this book will be listed along with over 1,650 books listed on the Cars yeah website under guest recommended books. There's a whole library you could fill with cars and self-help and business and entrepreneurship. It's an incredible resource and I made it very easy for you for a quick click to buy. All right, Steve, we're up to the checkered flag and this last question could be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you a car today, a very fun collector car, anything you want in the world, whatever car exists, or if you want to have somebody build it for you, it doesn't matter to me because the checkbook is large here at Cars. Yeah. But there are some rules that might make this game a little more of a challenge. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. Uh, you have to drive it. It needs to tick all those boxes. I want you to walk out the garage on a Saturday morning and say, that's the car I'm taking to Cars and Coffee. But here's the hard part. It's the only one cool collector car you can have. So what am I going to buy you today? Boy, you know, I love hypercars, Mark, the Paganis, the Koenigsegg, the <laughs> oh, Bugattis. You're expensive. Ooh. <laughs> well, you said, you said I have an open checkbook, yes. right? Yeah, I did. I, you know, I honestly think that, that that Lamborghini Aventador SBJ would be the one. You know, it's interesting because Frank Sinatra had an old saying. He said, if you want to be somebody, you drive a Ferrari. If you are somebody, you drive a Lamborghini. <laughs> and I know, I know Ferraris, they're beautiful cars, they're sleek, they're curvy, they're gorgeous, but I just love the raw power and the, the, the finely cut edges of Lamborghini. I love that web shape. I love the scissor doors, and most people don't, but that just, even as a teenager, spoke to me, and I've always held that true. I think probably any Lamborghini would do, but it has to be a 12-cylinder scissor door Lamborghini. Yeah, no doubt. I have no doubt. Well, I'm not surprised. You know, you said it in a very interesting way there. 
the Lamborghini versus the Ferrari. I kind of look at Lamborghini as the Bentley is to Rolls-Royce. Right. When you think about Rolls-Royce, uh, the best car ever, as many people will say. And then the Bentley came along to kind of make it a little more sporting and a little more rebel. And that's the way I look at Lamborghini. Not so much a Ferrari wannabe driver. It's somebody who's trying to go another way. And of course, if you can afford a Lamborghini, you can afford a Ferrari, most likely. So uh, right. I like it. Yeah, the Aventador. Yeah, wonderful car. Now, what color would yours be? Interesting question. And it goes back to the Periscopo thing. Mm-hmm. When we were talking, I know that Ferruccio Lamborghini didn't like red because that was Ferrari's color. Yeah. So... If the checkbook is open and I had any color that I could choose, it would probably be red, but I wouldn't turn down a green or a yellow or orange. If you're giving me a a Lamborghini, I'll just take any color you give (laughs) me. Any color you want. Well, it's kind of like one of my favorite Lamborghinis is the Miura. And that car came in so many wonderful colors at the Concorso Italiano years ago. They had a whole row of those in probably every color that they ever came in, and they were just delightful. I love that bright green color uh, that just makes that car shine. Even the blues, uh, I, uh, yeah, there's so many options. I'll, I'll get out there and find you something really nice. I'm sure you won't be disappointed. That'd be great. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> Absolutely. I Steve, you've taken me on a great Corvette ride today, even though we ended up in a Lamborghini. I really enjoyed getting to know you. I want to welcome you to the podcasting world. I wish you the best success. Uh, I have no doubt you're going to be successful in this venture of yours. You're off to a great start. Before I let you go, though, could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that Lamborghini Aventador? (laughs) Sure, Mark. You know, being a radio disc jockey, I've given a lot of speeches, especially to school kids. I always told them, do something that you're passionate about, something that really speaks to you. You know, don't go working at McDonald's if you're a vegetarian. But <laughs> yeah. do something that'll, you know, it, don't go flipping burgers if you're a vegetarian. It yeah. makes a lot of sense. But, you know, it holds true in business and also in life. Do something that you're passionate about, something that gets you up out of bed every day. Because if you're doing something you love, it isn't really work. Yeah, exactly. Great advice. And again, how can people learn more and tune in to Corvette Today podcast? Corvette Today is on every single podcast platform. So all you have to do is say, hey, Google, or say, Alexa, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and it will come up. But if you go to anchor.fm slash Steve dash Garrett, you'll get all the podcasts. You can also sign up for notifications and updates about the podcast at corvettetoday.ck.page. There's also the website, which is corvettetodaypodcast.com. Awesome. I'll make sure I put all the links on his show notes page here at carsyat.com. You can come here in case you're riding or biking or skating or whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast so you can find it. But it's very easy these days. Just Google Corvette today with Steve Garrett. Two R's, two T's. Don't forget that. And you'll find him and you'll enjoy it. And if you love Corvette, you're going to love this podcast. Steve, thanks for being so generous today with your time your expertise, your passion, and for sharing your experiences with the listeners here. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Mark, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's an honor and a pleasure to be on Cars Yeah. I really look forward to doing this, and I really am glad that we had a chance to talk. And I look forward to hearing more of your terrific podcast because you've been a terrific inspiration for me starting the Corvette Today podcast. Uh, You are my heart. Uh, Thank you for listening. Best success to you. 
Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.